morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Good morning. It's Mark and Neanderthal. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Uh, this is Mike. Mike, you are now enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Three questions. Get two out of three correct. And huzzah! Renfest tickets are yours. All right. Let's so do this. Today is January 28th, so we'll look at today's celebrity birthdays and ask you questions. Alan Alda, who's known as Hawkeye Pierce from MASH, is 83 today. Mike, what was Hawkeye's actual name on the show? Was it Roland Alexander Pierce? Was it Frederick Sanford Pierce? Or was it Benjamin Franklin Pierce? Oh, Jesus, that's a long time ago. Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin Franklin Pierce was indeed his name. Your next question. Greg Popovich is 70 today. What is he known for? Is he a Silicon Valley billionaire? Is he the creator of hit TV shows like Two and a Half Men? Or is he, is, or is he a basketball coach? Uh, he's the basketball coach for the Spurs. There you go, San Antonio Spurs. I think about 20 years now is what he's going on. Yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. run. Oh, he's had a hell of a run there. Yep. All right, so let's see if you can do the clean sweep. Actor Elijah Wood is 38 today. What role <laughs> is he most known for? Frodo Baggins? George Bailey or Rachel from Friends? <laughs> I have no idea on this one. I'll say uh, second one. Uh, George Bailey? No, of course, that was Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful you're, you're, Life. You're what crazy. Are, what, are you working for Potter? You're, you're screwy to you're say crazy that. crazy is what you are. He was, of course, <laughs> Frodo Baggins in Lord of the Rings. But Nerd you, alert. Uh, you did well, though. You are a winner. Thank you. Hang on the line. We'll take all your information, and there you go. That's a good way to start a Monday right there. And, you know, Greg Popovich, the 70-year-old coach of the San Antonio Spurs, who's won, like, five championships, I think set a record yesterday by calling a timeout 16 seconds into the game. (laughs) The Spurs lost the opening tip right, and then got dunked on on the first play, and there was no defense. He called timeout and chewed the team out. Hang on a second, guys. Yeah. You know, he's also one of those guys that's uh, that's famous for amazing press conferences, too. He's like just a a, a complete malcontent, doesn't care, just treats the NBA with total disdain, just doing his thing. I like that. He speaks his mind. He's, you know, he's kind of one of these guys as a coach who's fairly untouchable because he's been so consistent winning so yeah it was funny he chewed those guys out and the players were like what was that word you used <laughs> defense <laughs> never heard of it but i'm willing to learn well that's yeah. not a thing here in phoenix so I <laughs> no and not no. not in the nba no, at not all the NBA. yeah you can't do anything in the i mean you can do everything in the nba you can't do anything to stop a guy anymore no no you can, sneeze on a guy it's a foul you take five or six steps if you like sure if you'd like to Enjoyed our classic rock 70s A to Z weekend. It was great stuff. Uh, but my favorite thing over the weekend has to be this little story I saw. This is, uh, he's an elementary school kid. They didn't really say where it was, but um, he called 911, which you shouldn't do, you know, unless you've got a real emergency, obviously. Yeah, the following story is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> he called because he was having trouble with his math homework. He had a bad day at school. <laughs> yeah. I just came to tell you that. Yeah, what happened at school that made you have a bad day? Um, I just have tons of homework. Oh, okay. What subjects do you have homework in? Math, and it's so hard. It's okay. So what are you what are you learning in math? What's so difficult? Fractions. Yeah, fractions. <laughs> they are a bitch. 
Well, I'll tell you, had a you hard talk time. About, talk about fractions. <laughs> fractions. We're talking about fractions. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, know, you know what? But by the way, did you notice during uh, a, a part of that phone conversation? It's right here. I, she's taking notes right here. Um, I just have tons of homework. Oh, okay. What subjects do you have homework in? Nah. She's yeah, typing it in like, typing, yeah. like, like it might be a suicide call. No, but you have to do that. You got you to log your calls. I'm sure, I'm sure any, any dispatcher listening right now who shouldn't be listening if you're at right, work, right, yeah, actually. You should be paying attention to what you're doing. But, um, Can you imagine, like, the watch commanders reading this? Like, uh, <laughs> Paula, could you come in here, please? You want to explain to me why you were going over fractions with a caller today? Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's probably a fire in one of the community areas right, right there. She's well, not going to be able to take that 911 call. That's the important thing is that you can't abuse the 911 system. Listen, I feel sorry for the kid, but if I was his dad, I, I have five-tenths of a mind to ground him. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> well, you know, 911 is an indivisible fraction. So right it there. Is, it is. So just the beginning yep. of the phone call itself is that's a problem. True. That's, that's a true. problem that can't be solved. <laughs> Yeah, she spent about seven twenty-eighths of an hour on the phone with him. It's a long time. <laughs> I'm sure she reached out to the uh, patrol car in the area. She goes, uh, Squad 26, we have a 911, 916ths uh, at 204 Elm Street. <laughs> That's right. It's one Adam 24 over two, one Adam 24 <laughs> over two, one Adam 24 over two. Here's the thing, though. Uh, if they did have to dispatch a car to the house, there's a good chance a 9mm would have been introduced <laughs> into the conversation. Everyone else is on the metric system. No, don't even get with the metric yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. Now you're really going to yeah, confuse I'm sorry the about kid. that, yeah. Yep. Hopefully that kid got an A. Yeah, well, the, the whole story is is like 8 sixteenths baked. Well, yeah, I was going to say half the story is 8 sixteenths baked. Okay, I think it's time for Mark and Neanderthal story time, isn't it? Okay, then let's get story time underway, shall we? All right, then. So my tease line was, I think she's seeing how far she can yank my pants down before I say something. Yes, and mine was the less enticing, hey, didn't you used to be a DJ? <laughs> so Dave, who is calling all the way from Lincoln, Nebraska, wow, is, is going to help us figure out which story he, he'd like to hear. Dave, are you there? Yes, I am. Dave, can you just tell us the temperature in Lincoln, Nebraska this morning, please? Oh, it is 19 degrees. 19 degrees. And with the wind chill, that would be the feels like temperature is what? Oh, like four below, I think. Four, four below. below. Okay. Wonderful. It's windy. We got wind warnings here. Wind <laughs> warnings. Well, that blows. I wind warnings. Yeah. Oh, big time. All right, Dave. Uh, which story do you think is uh, the more likely to be entertaining? Mark's story, which contains the tagline. <laughs> I am. Th- I think she's seeing how far she can yank my pants down before I say something. Or my story, which contains the question, hey, didn't you used to be a DJ? <laughs> Oh, damn, intriguing, but that pants down one, you got my curiosity running. Oh, the pants down one. The pants down one. All okay. right. Excellent. All right. All right Dave, so, well, thank you very much. You are, uh, you're the one there. I'll try and go through it quickly for you, Dave. All right. Um, this has to do with, uh, my wife hurt her foot, so she got a TENS unit, one of those electro-stimulation dealies. Yep. So, I've been having back problems in my lower back for about a year now. Okay. And, you know, chiropractor, all that stuff, and nothing's been working. She put that thing on my lower back yesterday, the four pads, and I did it for a half hour, and I got some serious relief. No, it feels great. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, the TENS machine is awesome. And I was telling her while I was doing this, I said, you know, I've been doing this at the chiropractor, but they only do it for 10 minutes, so maybe that's the secret. Maybe I just got to do it longer. But I got into telling my wife about this. There's, a, you know, this girl who works for the chiropractor. She's the one who comes in and puts the pads on my lower back. Right. You know, she lifts my shirt a little bit, just right. kind of pulls my pants down a little bit. Slower, and then puts slower. those on. Yeah. 
But I've noticed the last couple of times I've been there, she keeps getting more and more aggressive with how she's pulling my pants down. Really? It goes a little bit further each time. You know, the, the healthcare system here in Arizona <laughs> has been suspect over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking there's probably, a, it's, we're probably at the point where there's a little crack showing. Oh. Yeah. And, and I don't know if enjoy she's... Enjoy your breakfast. I don't know if she's doing it on purpose or not. Huh. And it's my it's my thing that I, I, I think that she's actually got some kind of bet going with the other girls in the office. <laughs> Maybe they do it with all their male patients. How far can I yank this guy's pants down before he finally says something to me? <laughs> I haven't said anything yet, and I haven't been to the chiropractor in a while. But the next time, I think I will say, aren't you pulling those down a little bit further than you need to? So that's the story, Dave. There you go. All right. Not bad. You know, I tell you what, in, in a couple of minutes, can we hear Paul's also? Yeah. All right. Good. I, I, I would like to actually hear that because I've heard that too. Hey, didn't you used to be somebody? <laughs> yeah. Hey, did, did you used to be a DJ? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. Uh, I know a couple of famous people near that stuff. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know, it's you, you like to think that what you do makes a difference in the community until you realize that oh, people correct. forget you immediately. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, Dave, right, we, appre- right. we appreciate you checking in all the way from Kansas City. Was Link, it? Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. Lincoln, Holy Lincoln, crap. Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Gateway to Omaha. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Yep. Well, stay warm out there, Dave. We appreciate you checking in on the show. There you go. There's Dave, and there's story time. Uh, WWE was in town this weekend. In fact, they're still here. They're doing, you know, not only did they do the Royal Rumble at Chase Field yesterday, they got Raw tonight at the arena downtown, and then SmackDown tomorrow night at the arena downtown. Yeah, so they're doing all right. Yeah, they're taking over the city. And I assume that fan fest thing is over? Yeah, I think okay, that, I yeah. think that's over. They did that also. That was the specifically for the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they did a lot of stuff in town. This was very cool. I saw it over the weekend. Um our friends at Military Assistance Mission, who help right. us out with the ten thousand for the troops every Christmas time, right? Um, they were heavily involved with this. Um, the WWE was involved with this. They gave t- toys to the kids of a needy military family. Yeah, WWE does, cool. does a lot of stuff with they the do, military. Yeah, yeah which yeah, is kind of neat. They do so. a lot of stuff like that. But yeah. um, Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair, is now a big star. You know, in, okay. in wrestling. Woo! And, yes, and. Uh, she she was there, she appeared, and what she says is absolutely true, but I, I had to play this for you because this contains, the way she says this is one of your all-time pet peeves, Paul. The military are the real heroes. They pay the ultimate sacrifice. No, they don't! <laughs> That's the, no, they don't! They pay the ultimate They pay the ultimate price. price. Yeah. They make the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. They don't pay the ultimate sacrifice. I knew that would drive you nuts. Oh, God. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and it drives me nuts. Yep. One more time, just for everybody else that drives yeah. you nuts. Here you go. The military are the real heroes. They pay the ultimate sacrifice. No, they don't! Yeah. The first part is true. Yes. The second part, I know what she's saying. Right. But, yeah, it's... She's saying it wrong. They make the ultimate sacrifice. They make sacrifice. the ultimate sacrifice. They pay the ultimate price. And, by yeah. the way... Again, nothing but love and respect and adulation. Oh, no, for, for, yeah. Yeah, anybody that puts on the uniform yeah. you know, deserves nothing but infinite respect. But if you're going to show the infinite respect, show it properly. Well, 
You know, I mean, don't cut her down like that. Ugh. She wasn't trying. Oh, to, it drives me nuts. Know. I'm just oh, saying. It drives it, me nuts. It, I know. And that's why I grabbed oh, it because I oh. think that's hilarious. They do that. There's a newscaster in town that says it all the time, too, and it drives me nuts. And yes. I'm not going to name her. They make the oh. ultimate sacrifice. They oh, pay they, the ultimate price. Yeah. And yes. it's and, and, and we thank them for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And their yeah. families. And, and by the way, the Military Assistance Mission does a great thing. Uh, it was awesome of Charlotte Flair to participate in that. And thank you to Vince McMahon yeah. for, for, for putting up the bill for that as well. Yeah. And, and you know, the WWE. WWE will be gone in a couple of days. Military assistance mission is here all year long. Yeah. So and so we always encourage you to donate to them because they do a fantastic job. Yeah, excellent. Take care of your vets. Brothers and Sisters was the album, and we also played uh, Jessica from that album, the Allman Brothers Band, over the weekend when we did the A to Z classic rock music from the 70s. It's good stuff. Yeah, sure it is. I enjoyed I'm, I'm, that. I'm not an Allman Brothers fan, so... You just badmouth one of my favorite bands, so... Well, they're not really one of my favorite bands. One of my favorite projects from the 80s, that uh, Power Station thing. So I'm just going to return the favor by just poo-pooing yeah. your Allman Brothers fetish. No, I understand why you'd, why you'd do that. The only reason I do it with Power Station is because they were terrible. No. So I have a good reason. Right. The reason why I, <laughs> why I rip into the Allman Brothers is their songs all sound the same and never end. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Here comes stupidity of a uh, much more widespread variety, a thing we like to call the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Yeah. This really is terrible, and I think we can all agree on it. Actually, it, in some ways, it makes, us, it makes us feel better, right? Yeah, you want to feel better about your Monday? Listen to this story. Yeah, this is on the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. So Florida is always helpful getting us going on a Monday, Sure it is. Right? Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Sarah Soda, Florida. This is about a week ago on Friday. In fact, a week ago Friday, Richard Gary was checking out a van that he was interested in. He's a, he already know he's suspect because he's got two first names. Right. So this was not a van on a car lot, though. This was just somebody's van parked on the side of the road. A white van in front of the house that just said free ice cream. <laughs> and Richard was looking very suspicious. He's walking around the van trying to find an open door, you know, that kind of thing. So somebody called the police, and when they arrived, Richard was just about to get into the van, but the police tried to ask him, what the hell are you doing? Richard took off running. He's got a couple of outstanding warrants, so getting caught messing around like this was not going to be good for sure. him. Is it illegal to walk around a van? Well, it's certainly illegal to try and get into it, I would think. Okay. Yeah. Right, no, but, you I know, get that. Yeah. With priors and things like that, yeah, sure. it's not going to go right. well for you. Well, listen to you, Mr. Legal over there. He's Bingo. got priors. He's priors. got priors. So the perp starts <laughs> running away. And it was a foot race, and the cops were catching up to Richard, who saw a pond ahead and said, you know what, if I can get across across that pond quickly, these guys probably won't follow me. They're not going to want to get all wet and stuff like that. Just know this, that ponds in Florida do not freeze. Right. Right. No, and not absolutely So he's going to have to do some swimming. Yeah, so Richard charged into the water, and I know what you're thinking. Here comes the big problem. There's an alligator. You know, it's Florida. I no hope alligators. So. No. Oh. No alligators. Oh. But there was a problem. A much simpler one. Which was? Richard cannot swim. Oh. You know, that, you'd think that little notion would have crossed his mind as he approached water. He's like, eh, I'll figure it out once I'm in the middle. Sure, well, dogs do. Yeah, well, Babies they, do. You know, they throw newborn babies into a pool. Babies naturally start swimming. Yeah, yeah. Richard, Richard didn't, though. Okay, then. Um, the mission for police turned from capture to rescue. Yeah, sure. As Richard kept disappearing underwater. <laughs> One, two, you know, yep. if, the, if the cops had just turned the other way, problem solved. Yeah. Luckily, it was a small pond. Richard did cooperate with his rescuers. They brought him back ashore. They arrested him. Richard even thanked them publicly oh, for helping nice him. Yes. He's still in the Sarasota County Jail on $4,500 bond, and he still can't swim. 
And he's still our dumbass of the day. That's Richard Gary, the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Mark and Neanderthal in the morning. It's a very, very strange weekend in the airline industry. Yeah. Yeah, they right. The, yeah. the Hawaiian Airlines jet. They a, a flight attendant actually had a heart attack and died on a fl- on a Hawaiian Airlines jet over the weekend. They were flying to Hawaii, and they had to stop in San Francisco. You know, they they were doing you know CPR, everything, trying to save the guy. He'd been an employee for a long, long time, but that's a strange thing. I've had odd flights before. But I've never had anybody die on a flight. That would be really, really strange. How would you pull? How would you pull that off? You have the, you know, you're, you're supposed to be the flight attendant, and each flight attendant is assigned a zone in the plane, right? So this flight attendant comes in, he takes your drink order, and then he's gone or she's gone. Well, you know, there was somebody who was like, "Oh, great! You know, my Hawaiian package includes a free introductory get to know you luau tonight." And I'm not going to make it. You know, there are people complaining about things like that. Right. Well, it'd be, again, it'd be very difficult to to finish, you know, finish the flight. Well, you can't you can't do that. You no, you can't. Of course not. No. But what if you if you're over the ocean, you well, got to just keep going. Problem solved. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. got to keep going to Hawaii. That That's a strange. One. And then um, we had another thing at, at Sky Harbor where a plane took off and then had to come back very shortly after because of a bird strike. A, yes. bird, a bird got hit in. And, this is a weird thing. Do you think, is there a way that they can put like a screen of some sort or whatever on the front of the turbines of an engine that could filter out the birds? I would hate to think they haven't thought of that. But obviously, you know what I mean? there, there must be some reason why they can't do it. Yeah, it must restrict now, the airflow to the point where it, it will screw things up. We actually looked this up. I, All right. You know, if, if a bird can, can make a plane, can screw up a plane. Can I take mean, a plane down, yeah. Yeah, if a bird can mess up a plane that badly, you got to wonder, how does it not happen more often? Um, listen to this statistic. Okay, there are, now just for, for, just for the point, there are, there are tens of thousands of flights every day. There are tens yeah. of thousands of flights in the air right now as we speak. Tens of thousands. All, every day there's flights. Right. Yeah. So this says the Federal Fish and Wildlife Service estimates that a minimum of 10 billion birds breed in the United States every year. Right. Just in the U.S. Right. And as many as 20 billion may be in the country or over it uh, during the fall migratory season. And how many of them have papers? <laughs> right, are they in the country right. illegally? The birds we, are in yeah. the country illegally. Yeah, obviously they snowbird in a different place. Right. Clearly, the, yeah, the obviously. Winter, but, the... um, but if if there are that many birds, how does it not happen more often? Right. No, I, I'm, wasn't it a bird that did the uh, the uh, miracle on the Hudson? Right. Yes. That it was yes. a bird that took down Sully Sullenberger. That guy Sully was like, "Thank you, bird. I got to show what I, <laughs> I got to show what I can really do when it's crunch time." If it was so easy to take down a plane with a bird, you would think like uh, the Taliban and ISIS and stuff would be up. They'd be up in uh, in the Red Baron planes, you know, flying around there with just drone chickens out the back. <laughs> just- Infidel or infidel, yes. or that would be a wartime technique, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be so much cheaper. Yeah, I'm guessing poultry, even over in the Middle East, is cheaper than plutonium. Yeah, very weird. And by the way, as God is my witness, I, I thought turkeys, turkeys could, could fly. fly. Of course, you could. So we were just talking about the the plane that took off from Sky Harbor on Friday and had to turn around because it hit a bird. Right. And we we're like, you know, how does that if a bird can can take a plane down? How does that not happen every single day? You would think so. What with there being ten billion birds in in the United States alone? Yeah, ten as, billion as, with a B. As many as twenty billion at various times. Right. I got we got a uh, uh, a message on the Mark and Interpol Facebook page from Kim who says I've worked in the aircraft industry for forty years. I suggested putting a grill or some sort of a screen on the engines. 
She says uh, a grill in the engines would disturb. What you need to have is a clean airflow into the compressors and turbines. They would not run correct- correctly. Love the show. Well, a grill on the engine, it'd be hard to cook the steak because the thing would be bouncing around the whole time. But right. This guy worked in the aerospace industry. So, so buddy, how come, how come we can't prevent birds from taking a plane down? Uh, because it has to be a big enough bird to take the plane down like Sully encountered. And they have a lot of uh, what they call, um, well, they use sound around airports to disturb the birds so they don't migrate there. Uh, they use a lot of techniques to get rid of birds. Uh, see, there's two things that I learned from what you just told me. A, Sully Sullenberger apparently hit Rodan. And B... If you just had a car stereo speaker out on the outside of the plane pumping, like, you know, hip-hop music while you were flying through the sky, yeah, you wouldn't have yeah, to deal with birds at all. Now. Yeah. yeah, the guy with the speakers on the helicopters, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Although although I did I did think of myself, uh, to myself after that, well, I mean, what about the bird from the time? Everybody's <laughs> doing the bird. That might attract them. That could be a problem. Yeah, I still don't. You know, uh, the screen, like some chicken wire. You know, the app, an apt name, right? Some chicken wire on the front of that thing. It seems like it would work. But Steve wrote us and said, at the speed that an aircraft flies, any screen on an engine intake would just pre-slice the bird before it hit the engine, and a pre-sliced bird would do about as much damage as an intact bird. And that would cost. It's always cost more when it's pre-sliced. By the way, it does. Yeah, for, so that would for, raise. Yes, that for, would raise for the Thanksgiving. Price for, yeah, for it absolutely does air cost more. But I mean, <laughs> if you have a pre-sliced bird, all I'm saying is <laughs> oh, the bird man. from. Okay, the never bird. mind. I'm put that. I right, think you might then. say a bad word there. Uh, Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? One hundred point seven KSLX.